Hi again, everyone. We're coming to you a little early this week because this is a special Halloween edition about the Peters children. In this story, The Peters Happy Halloween, Mama Peters and Penelope have a discussion about Halloween and about the reason that some might not celebrate the day. We here at Whimsy Winds understand that not everyone is comfortable with observing Halloween. We trust that God's Spirit will lead each family to establish their own traditions and be respectful of those who think differently. As usual, if you hear an old hymn title or a line from a hymn, make sure to email us at whimsywins at gmail.com. And if your correct answer is the first we receive, we will send you a prize. This week, Anna and Jane of Martinez, California, were the first to send in the correct answer of, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. So let's give it up for them. Yippee! And though this is an extra story this week, there will still be a new story that will be released on Sunday, November 3rd, the Lord willing. So be on the lookout for that. It's time to start the story. The Peter's Happy Halloween. The Peter's Happy Halloween. You see, I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween, Mama Peters stated to Penelope in a conversation they were having one Saturday afternoon, just five days before Halloween. What did you do then, and why not, Mama? Penelope could not imagine why anyone wouldn't celebrate Halloween. It was such a fun day filled with treats. Oh, because it bothers some people's conscience to celebrate it. I think they might associate Halloween with some things that are evil. And I understand that. Grandma and Grandpa are strong Christians, and they still don't like Halloween. They just think it's full of evil. But Daddy Peters did grow up celebrating Halloween. Papa and Grandma Peters are very strong Christians, too. But they think it's just a fun time for children to dress up and run around and gather candy. So when Daddy Peters and I got married, we had to decide if we were going to celebrate Halloween or not. Since I don't feel strongly either way, and I know it can just be a fun time, and that Daddy Peters loves Halloween, as you know, we decided that we can just have fun with it. From my perspective, the important thing is that every person make their own decision based on their own convictions with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. There's room for that. So is that why you don't let us dress up like witches or ghosts or vampires, Penelope pressed? Exactly. We want to have fun, but I don't love those things. I don't like what they represent. But even still, I don't think dressing up like those characters is a sin issue. I think everyone has to make their own decisions. But for us, we want to keep Halloween fun and not scary. Especially if you think about when the twins are born, we don't want to scare the little ones. Penelope nodded her agreement and watched as Mama pulled out something from underneath the sewing machine. Oh, I love it! Thanks, Mama! Penelope couldn't keep her eyes off the little blue and white check dress that Mama held in her hand. Thank you, sweetie. You're going to make an adorable Dorothy. Now we just need to find you some red, glittery shoes. Pearson, who had heard the conversation between Penelope and Mama from the kitchen, walked into the room. Mama, speaking of costumes, are you done with mine yet? Well, remember, you're wearing some of Penelope's tights, a pair of your sports shorts over the top, a tank top, a mask, and a cape. I am only sewing some embellishments on the socks, and those are almost done. Mama Peters held up the half-finished socks with the amazing insignia on the side. Awesome! 
Pearson exclaimed excitedly, running his fingers over the bright blue socks with the red Amazing's patch. In the Peters' home, Halloween was a favorite annual event. Pearson and Penelope went all out, helping Daddy Peters string bright orange pumpkin lights on the house exterior. And every year, they invited all of their cousins and a few of their friends to come over and carve pumpkins in the couple of days leading up to Halloween. Their neighborhood was also very festive and had tons of trick-or-treaters and lots and lots of fun costumes and decorations. Daddy Peters was just as excited about Halloween as his kids were. He was always on the lookout for a fun costume. Last year, he'd been a lumberjack, complete with a flannel shirt, suspenders, yellow hard hat, brown boots, and an axe. Daddy had to continually warn Pearson that the axe was not a toy. The year prior, Daddy Peters was a punk rocker. With his hair sprayed into a faux hawk, he wore a leather jacket and boots, and completed the costume with an electric guitar that he'd borrowed from Dave Putino at church. And just as Daddy had to warn Pearson that the axe was not a toy, Dave Putino had to warn Daddy that the guitar was not a toy. Pearson and Penelope asked Daddy Peters what in the world a punk rocker was, but they weren't satisfied with the answer. It sounded like it was just a singer who dressed funny. Who cared about being a punk rocker in real life? Anyway, this year Daddy Peters was going to be a football player. He had been a football player in high school and had hung onto his uniform, which was stored in a box in the attic. As Mama Peters was putting the finishing touches on Pearson's socks, Daddy Peters walked into the room wearing his old uniform. Mama Peters busted out laughing. <laughs> As she watched Daddy Peters strike silly poses and acted like he was going to throw a pass. I gotta say, the uniform still almost fits after all these years, Mama noted. Yup, it's a bit snug in places that it wasn't before. Daddy Peters smiled and patted his belly, which was definitely pushing the limits of the tight uniform top. Cool. You were number 86, Pearson asked, admiring Daddy Peters from behind. Yes, sir. I love that number. They didn't give us a choice, but I remember thinking it was the number of one of my favorite players, Jim Smith. He was a wide receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know, I did him proud, too, Daddy Peters said in a funny voice, pretending to brag, knowing all the while that there was no way he could compete on a professional level. Let another man praise you, and not your own lips, Pearson teased. Welp, since none of you were there to see me in action, I'll have to resort to patting myself on the back, Daddy Peters jokingly responded. Pearson laughed, <laughs> and looked at Mama Peters, who was laughing. Pearson, I'm happy to hear that that verse, that I'm always telling you, is somewhere in that head of yours. With a smile, Pearson proudly declared, I bet your daddy was pretty awesome, Mama. Not needing any more encouragement, Daddy Peters offered to let the children watch some old videos of him playing football. The children were only too happy to sit and watch the videos, which they did for about an hour before bedtime. The days leading up to Halloween were spent readying costumes and getting the house in shape for the droves of trick-or-treaters that would descend on their house that Thursday night. For Penelope and Pearson, it seemed like Thursday would never get there. But Thursday finally arrived. Barely able to keep their eagerness in check, Pearson and Penelope awakened at the crack of dawn. They pulled out their costumes from the closet and put the finishing touches on them before getting dressed. Their school allowed everyone to wear costumes for Halloween day, as long as they weren't scary. All dressed up in their costumes, 
They walked down the driveway to wait for the school bus, which pulled up seconds later. As they boarded, Mr. Billy, the bus driver, who was dressed like a parrot, tried his best to mimic a parrot when he offered them a cracker. Polly, want a cracker? If this was any indication of how the day would go, they were in for a super fun day. Arriving at the school, the bus riders observed that there was a sea of costumed kids and teachers. It was so exciting! There were kids dressed in all kinds of costumes, cowboys, food servers, and cartoon characters. The teachers were dressed in a variety of costumes, too, like pioneers, cheerleaders, and baseball players. Mrs. Grable, Penelope's favorite teacher, came to school dressed as the famous painter Frida Kahlo, with a unibrow painted onto her forehead. It was a fitting costume, since Mrs. Grable was the art teacher. Of course, even with her unibrow, Penelope thought Mrs. Grable looked just lovely. The day seemed to drag, and the children were reminded in every class to calm down and to try to rein in their excitement, which was very nearly impossible. At lunchtime, they had a bit of a reprieve and could talk, talk, talk about every detail of the coming evening. Piers, I love coming to your house, Fenwells exclaimed. Their friend Ari, who was sitting next to them and eating his sandwich, chimed in, Yeah, I do too. Every year, you guys give out king-size candy bars. Todd Hicks, who was also eating lunch with him, couldn't believe it. King-size candy bars? he asked in awe. Yup, Pearson said in between bites of his apple. He was so thankful that his parents' choice of king-size candy bars was a fan favorite. Whoa! I've never been to your street. Mom's always tired by the time we get to that end, and we have to turn around and come home, Todd said sadly. Well, maybe this year you could start on our street and head back toward yours. Maybe you could even come with us, Pearson added. Todd's eyes lit up as he considered the possibility. Only thing is, doesn't your street have the big two-story dark house with a spooky black cat and the old truck sitting in the driveway? Todd asked. Yeah, so what's wrong with that? Well, that's the creepy house. I think it belongs to, to an old man, right? Yeah, Mr. Flaverty. Don't you know about him? He's the one with a mean old dog that bites kids who come up to his porch. And instead of treats, I hear he just opens the door and stares at the kids until he scares them off, but not before he snatches their bags of candy and feeds all of it to his dog. That's not true. Mr. Flaverty is a nice old man. Pearson had begun to speak more boldly to Todd, and he wasn't about to let him get by with saying nasty things about his neighbor. But Todd was unconvinced, and Pearson noticed that what Todd was saying was having an effect on Finn. As if he was reading Finn's mind, Pearson said adamantly, Come on, Finn, that's not true. Mr. Flaverty just lives by himself because his wife died last year. But he's nice. Mama brings him food once a week, and he chats with us and gives us some of his old stamps from a stamp collection. Finn looked from Todd to Pearson and began to calm down. Sheesh. Well, okay, I believe ya. Well, I'm not so sure, Todd responded. Come with us tonight if you want to see for yourself, Pearson retorted in defense of his neighbor. Before the school day was over and the last bell had rung, Todd 
Todd got out the word that he just might be heading to Spooky Old House on Maple Street that night. The children were in disbelief at his boldness and pretty much dared him to take pictures of himself trick-or-treating at the house. Pearson was none too happy about what Todd had told the children and began active damage control. He made sure to tell them that Todd was just telling old stories. There was no spooky house on his street. Nobody knew what to believe, but they would all know the next day when Todd would be sure to report back to everyone. After the school bus had dropped the children off for the afternoon, Pearson asked Mama if Todd could go trick-or-treating with him that evening. Of course, Mama Peters answered enthusiastically. The more the merrier. There were already plans in place for several of the neighbor children to trick-or-treat with the Peters, primarily because Daddy Peters never tired quickly. So he was always willing to take the kids out far beyond the time their own parents were willing to continue. While they were out trick-or-treating, Daddy Peters' mom, who Pearson and Penelope called Grandma, would be at the Peters' home passing out the king-size candy bars that kids in the neighborhood had come to expect. That way, Mama explained, we can all go out as a family. Yay! Grandma will probably give us a ton of candy before we even start, Penelope shouted. Oh, I'm sure you're right, Mama Peters said, knowing that Grandma was always handing the kids an abundance of sugar, which was clearly her love language. Anyway, we're going to have dinner in an hour, and then I want you to get ready to go. Yes! The Peters kids yelled, racing upstairs to finish up any homework before the big night. Thankfully, the next day was Friday, so they didn't have too much work to do. After dinner, Penelope and Pearson hurriedly put on their costumes and walked downstairs to where Daddy Peters was, already in his football uniform. Grandma was also downstairs, immersed in a conversation with Daddy Peters, when she turned and saw the children. Hello, Dorothy and Mr. Amazing! Grandmom said, offering up hugs. Grandmom! Pearson and Penelope shouted with joy, running over and hugging her. They couldn't help but notice the big grab bag sitting on the couch. Picking up the grab bags, she handed one to each of the children. Here, these will get you started. She placed the big bags of candy into Pearson and Penelope's pillow sacks. Their eyes widened as they noticed the bag had at least 30 pieces of candy in them. Thanks, Grandmom! They both shouted. The anticipation of going out trick-or-treating was just about killing the children. So it was fortunate that Mama Peters asked them if they were ready to get started. Wait, was that Mama Peters or was that a kangaroo? Hey, you look great, Daddy Peters said, looking Mama up and down. She was in a kangaroo suit that had two baby kangaroos in the pouch. Oh, thanks, dear, Mama Peters responded to Daddy Peters' compliment. When'd you get the costume? You never dress up, Daddy Peters continued. He was beyond thrilled that Mama Peters was getting into the spirit of the day. Well, I saw it at a store, and I just knew you would love it. Mama Peters was delighted with Daddy Peters' reaction to her costume. Mama, you look great, Penelope added. Even Grandma had a comment about Mama's getup. It's the perfect costume for you, what with the two baby kangaroos in your pouch. Are you aware that kangaroo babies are called joeys? And did you know that when the joeys are no bigger than a grain of rice, a grain of rice, you know how tiny that is? They're born, and then they crawl up into their mama's pouch and finish growing in there. I love how God has made so many animals, and they're all unique. Wow! How'd you know that, Grandma? Pearson looked awestruck by what he had just heard from Grandma. I learned it in science when I was your age, Pearson. 
Some things are just unforgettable. Betty announced that they were ready to go and asked Grandma if she would be sure to keep track of how many trick-or-treaters they had. Grandma assured Daddy that she'd count every single trick-or-treater. Yes, I know the drill. Todd and Finn and Heather and Lisa were waiting for the Peters in the driveway as they began their usual trick-or-treating route. The sun had just set and the air was brisk and the children were especially chatty. Todd began talking again about Mr. Flaverty. He's the scariest man ever. I don't think I'm going to go to his house. You guys will be sorry. He's going to steal all your candy and then he's going to feed it to his giant German shepherd. Todd continued to repeat the same thing over and over as the kids ran from house to house. No, he is not, Penelope snapped, kind of harshly. Mr. Flaverty was such a kind old man, and she was not happy that Todd was telling lies about him. Oh, well, we'll see about that, Todd said eerily. Mr. Flaverty's house was about in the middle of the route, so it was coming up fast. With the weight of the candy, Penelope's pillowcase began to sag. Daddy Peters offered to hold it between houses. She happily gave the bag to Daddy and had a chance to talk to Mama Peters about what Todd was telling the children about Mr. Flaverty. Mama Peters listened patiently and asked Penelope what she thought the right thing to do was. Well, I don't know. I already said it's not true. Then what more can you do, Pen? There's nothing except to pray for him. And that's a powerful tool that God uses. Other than that, God's Spirit will have to show Todd just how wrong he is. You just need to defend Mr. Flaverty. And I think you've done that. So pray for him and then leave the rest to God. Anyway, we're here. This should be interesting, Mama Peter said, pointing in the direction of Mr. Flaverty's house. I've decided I'm not going up there, Todd announced, as he stood at the end of the long driveway and peered up at the large house that loomed darkly. Oh, Todd, that's so silly, Pearson confidently declared, marching right up to the front door, followed by the rest of the children and Mama and Daddy Peters. Trick or treat! All the children yelled in unison. The old wooden door creaked open, and a tall older man in a brown sweater and jeans stood with a large bowl of candy in one hand and a tiny gray dog in his other hand. Well, hello! Some of my favorites are here. Happy Halloween, Mr. Flaverty said enthusiastically. Help yourself to a couple big handfuls of candy, he motioned to the children as he extended the bowl. Todd observed Mr. Flaverty from his vantage point at the end of the driveway, and curiosity began to get the best of him. He watched as several of the trick-or-treaters gently pet the cute little furball Mr. Flaverty was holding in his hand. It looked so soft and fluffy that Todd almost didn't realize he was slowly walking toward the porch. Well, hello, young man. I don't recognize you, Mr. Flaverty greeted Todd. Todd looked shamefully at the ground and mumbled, My name's Todd. Well, nice to meet you. Here's some candy, Mr. Flaverty said, as he put a couple of generous handfuls into Todd's pillowcase. Let me introduce you to Sally. She's a Brussels Griffon. She's real friendly. Todd reached out his hand and pet the dog. She's soft, too. Pearson and Penelope looked at each other, so pleased that Todd was coming around. After they all bid a good night to Mr. Flaverty, the children ran back down the driveway and continued their trick-or-treating. They had barely made it across the street when Todd shouted, Hey, everyone, I want to talk to you. That Mr. Flaverty, hey, he's real nice. And his dog was cool, too. I'm sorry about saying all those bad stories I'd heard. 
I know I was wrong, and I'm going to tell the kids tomorrow at school. It's okay, Todd. I'm glad you believe us now. Pearson hugged his friend. Plus, if you repent of your sins, God will forgive you too, Penelope added. Though Todd looked a little puzzled by what Penelope had said, he genuinely thanked both of them. Thanks, guys. Now we've got some more trick-or-treating to do. Penelope and Pearson were thankful that they'd had the opportunity to do Halloween with their friends. They were hopeful that there would be more chances to share Jesus with Todd. They definitely wanted to talk to Todd about how he had carelessly slandered Mr. Flaverty. They wanted to explain that slander was spreading lies about someone, and how that was sin. But most importantly, that nothing but the blood of Jesus can save people from their sins. But this was a good start, and they were thankful that Todd seemed like he was sorry about his sin. Hopefully, too, he would soon understand that Jesus died on the cross for him. Greetings, everyone. This has been a special story about Halloween. We here at Grandmom's Corner hope you enjoyed the story and that if your parents give you permission to go trick-or-treating, you have a great time and stay safe. Most of all, our desire for you is that if you don't know Jesus, you will one day. Just like Todd and Penelope and Pearson and me and you, we are all sinners in need of a Savior. Let's check out what Romans 3.23 says about sin. I'll turn to it. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now let's turn to Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Have you ever been paid for a job you did for your parents? Or maybe your grandparents? Well, those are your wages. And because we've all sinned, our wages should be death. That means that when we die, we would die spiritually and be separated from God forever. But there's a great part of the verse and it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me read one more verse to you. In the same book of Romans, Romans 10:9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So you don't have to be eternally separated from God. If you believe the gospel, which is just another word for good news, but I actually think it's better than good news, I think it's great news. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross, and that he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and you believe that you're a sinner, in need of Jesus, the Bible says you will be saved. That's our prayer for everyone listening. If you want to learn more about knowing Jesus, ask your parents or your Sunday school teacher or maybe a friend who knows the Lord. You can even write us at whimsywins at gmail.com and we would be happy to talk to you about knowing Jesus too. We hope you come back for the new story next week. Bye for now.